0: Morning. Welcome to the Morning Motivation brought to you by the Patriot Gold Group and the Public Square app. This week, at least for the next couple of days, we're going to talk about the resolutions of Jonathan Edwards, the great theologian, father of the great awakening here in America. Absolutely brilliant man, literally one of the most brilliant men in uh, in, in history. Actually, behind me, if you want, so my my day job is uh, host of Breitbart News Daily on SiriusXM Patriot. Uh, and we just started simulcasting that on The First TV. And, and you can watch it on thefirsttv.com and The First TV app, it's a great app. You can watch it live on DirecTV channel 347, Roku, Pluto. Just look for The First TV and you can watch it every morning from, uh, it's the second two hours of the show. So uh, seven to nine in the morning. So anyway, behind me are a bunch of books. Uh, so one of the books is this one right here, Jonathan Edwards. Uh, in the first line of the biography. It's a wonderful line. That's chapter one. Here's line number one. Uh, Edwards was extraordinary. <laughs> I just love that. I that's mean, <laughs> so perfect. I, he was one of the most brilliant men to have ever lived. In college, so Yale has uh, twelve. They now have I think fourteen um, residential colleges. Think of it like Hogwarts. Right? Hogwarts has. Griffendorf and Slytherin or whatever. Yale has 14 of these different colleges, and they're like mini colleges within the big college. And they're basically dorm rooms and dining halls, and they each have their own library. And it's just a way to split up the school into little groups. Anyway, uh I was in Jonathan Edwards College. it's college named after Jonathan Edwards. And never talked about Jonathan Edwards ever once. This was before I was a Christian, but the school never talked about Jonathan Edwards. The college never talked about it. The dean of the college never talked about it. Like no one, I never knew anything about Jonathan Edwards. No one ever talked about Jonathan Edwards. And it was such an unbelievably missed opportunity, unbelievable missed opportunity. And, and such a shame that you could have this university and part of it named after one of the greatest theologians ever. And it never gets talked about ever once. It's, it's quite remarkable and, and, and really, really sad. Anyway, so he wrote these resolutions and I've never come across them until this weekend. There's 70 of them. Sorry if you can hear James he's screaming in the background. James, our 16-month-old, just out of nowhere started screaming. All the time. Just screaming whenever he doesn't get his way. So we're doing we're doing our best with training. No James, no screaming. Ah, nice sounds, gentle. Oh. Anyway, sorry if you hear him screaming. Um, so there's 70 of these. We're not going to go over all 70 of them. You can Google them if you're interested deeper, but, um, some of these are worth repeating. So this is in 1716. Uh, number one, resolved that I will do whatever whatsoever I think to be most to God's glory resolved to do whatever I think to be my duty and most for the good and advantage of mankind in general resolved to do this, whatever difficulties I meet with how many and how great Number four, resolve never to do any manner of thing, whether in soul or body, less or more, but what tends to the glory of God. Number five, resolve never to lose one moment of time, but improve it in the most profitable way I possibly can. Number six, resolve to live with all my might while I do live. Number seven, resolve never to do anything which I should be afraid to do. If it were the last hour of my life, oh, it's such a good one. So again, yesterday we were talking about the doomsday clock and the apocalypse, uh, and how the left is so worried about nuclear annihilation or whatever. It's like, well, you guys are right; the world will come to an end and it will burn up in fire. Uh, but your your how and why are, are wrong. Uh, but that's the one I, I first came across when I was looking up some scripture about about the end of the world and the second coming and how it could come at any moment. And that's why Jonathan Edwards said that I resolve. Uh, that I should be living as if this were the last hour of my life. Number nine resolve to think much on all occasions of my own dying and of the common circumstances which attendeth the death. So important. I'd like to spend another week, I know we did a long time ago, but another week on death. It's so important to be thinking about it always. And of course, we never do. <laughs> like our culture is to never talk about death. When, even when people die, we don't we don't like we want nothing to, like, we want as little to do with it as possible in order to get through it. Uh, But we should be thinking about death all the time. The Puritans surely did. Uh, Let me end on this one. Let me end today on this one. Uh, This is something that can only be done by a holy person. Holy means to be set apart, resolved to act in all respects, both speaking and doing, as if nobody had been so vile as I and so against our nature today, we're, like our, our, our broken nature is to, in our American culture is that I'm the best. I'm the best ever. And Jonathan Edwards said, no, no, no. I, I'm going to react as if nobody has been so vile as I and as if I had committed the same sins or had the same infirmities or failings as others. And then I will let the knowledge of their failings promote nothing but shame in myself. Wow. I'll let the knowledge of their failings promote nothing but shame in myself and prove only an occasion of my confessing my own sins and misery to God. That is so unbelievable. Like that is, <laughs> that is, that's, you have to be so holy to do that. And it's so important that we all to try. So when someone else sins, it's not, uh, they're, oh, they're awful. They're terrible. I'm so much better. It's, oh, yeah, I, yeah, I could see myself doing that. Yeah, or or I'm uh, wow, they're they're awful. Like, can you believe they sin like that? Instead, it's I. Yep, I could do that. I, I I'm a sinner just like them. Maybe if some things were a little bit different in my life, I could see myself doing that exact same thing. It's by the grace of God that that is not me right now. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. Because it's not my doing. Mm, that's amazing. Uh, one of my favorite Bible scenes is the tax collector and the Pharisee at the temple. And the Pharisee says, God, I thank you that I'm not like other people, robbers, evildoers, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I got. And the tax tax collector stood at a distance, could not even look up at heaven, but beat his breast and said, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. That is the man and woman we need to be. And Jonathan Edwards, that's it. That anytime you see a person sin, it was an opportunity for him to beat his own chest and, and pray to God. When someone else sins, you beat your own breast and pray to God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Wow. We'll do more tomorrow. MikeSlater.Locals.com. Night before, transcript, commercial-free. Slater.locals.com. Step into the world of power, loyalty,